You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, we've heard about the uh, Arizona proposal. Now, late last week, There was another proposal that was revealed, a Cactus League and Grapefruit League proposal, which would actually keep the Rays and 14 other teams in Florida with new divisions, new rivals. And I find something interesting about this uh, grapefruit realignment, if you will, the Yankees have a pretty easy slate if this uh, goes forth. Oh, you noticed, Kevin, that they're playing the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates in this mm-hmm. scenario? Wow. And, yeah. Real and tough. I also, I also learned that the Rays would have a pretty difficult slate in contrast. Yeah, the Red Sox, the Twins, the Braves, and the, uh, well, the Mighty Orioles, of course. Yeah. What I find funny is actually on the whole, like looking the looking at these new divisions aside, I do like the idea of splitting it up, having fifteen teams play in Arizona, fifteen teams in Florida, especially for just play at your own spring training site. Play your home yeah. games at your spring training site. You've already got all the infrastructure and everything like that. I mean, as far as travel accommodations and housing, I feel like that's much easier to be worked out than going to new terrain in Arizona, like the the Rays, the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and, and Orioles trying to figure out things in Arizona and playing games all under one roof or, or just that entire city, as opposed to every year you do the same thing of going to Port Charlotte and finding accommodations, housing, everything like that. So I feel like that makes it a little bit easier in that respect. I mean, I just wish that uh, the Yankees, uh, all the AL East teams played closer together so you could just keep those teams together at the yeah. end of the day but yeah the the, the division thing is interesting because i mean that you look at the, i guess it's called the grapefruit north and again this is all preliminary stuff it's not necessarily this is just one of it's an idea a possibility that's being thrown out there it was just right we heard about the arizona idea all arizona idea and now we've got the arizona florida proposal so i think that i mean as far as the two proposals, I would take this one, even though it puts the race at disadvantage win losses wise. But at this point, I just want baseball back. But like you look at the Yankees division, the Grapefruit North. OK, the Phillies, Pakoda, and I know we've had issues with Pakoda. They project <laughs> them to win 77 games. OK, they're yeah. not. Yeah, they signed Zach Wheeler. The, the Phillies, they're, I don't think that. Yeah, they're not that great. Pittsburgh, they'll be lucky to win 60 games, to be honest. Right. Detroit. I think they'd be, They'll lucky be lucky to win, to win 58. Yeah, 55 <laughs> games or something, or even yeah. 50 maybe. Um, you know, Toronto, we've talked about them being a better team and everything like that. And I think that with this division, they'd probably be a 500 team. But still, that I – mean, 
That Wait. leaves a lot of wins for the Yankees to take, uh, yes. you know, using their AAA guys. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely not a balanced division. But like you say, like this is just an idea. It doesn't have to be set in stone or anything like that. Now, I think it would be a little bit more difficult health-wise to do the split grapefruit uh, you know, in Cactus League idea than just everybody in Arizona. I think that would be more difficult health-wise to keep everybody in check and and in different states and all that. But it would definitely be easier on the mental health aspect mm-hmm. for the players because, like you say, they, they know that place. They know that facility. They know um, how to get to it. They know, you know, they go to this place every year. I mean, for the young guys, maybe not every year. Maybe it's their second or third year, mm-hmm. but you know they, they they have some familiarity with it, uh, especially in this year. You know, if if they're going to be making MLB time, MLB, MLB service time, they right. were definitely in Port Charlotte or their respective uh, spring training home. So I think it's better for their mental health. I think it'll be more difficult to pull off this plan uh, in in the bigger health aspect, the macro right. aspect. Unless who knows who if the COVID thing starts settling down in the next couple months and then maybe it, it becomes more workable. Um, yeah. What's interesting about this, of course, is you have a mix of AL and NL teams. So mm-hmm. and, and we've talked about everything's on the table. You pretty go to the Universal DH. Why not try it out this year? See oh, if it works. Um, we we talked about this last week. Throw everything. I throw yeah. everything to the season. I mean, you're already going to have a shortened season. You know, do the seven inning games, do double headers, mm-hmm. uh, expand rosters to 35 or 40, uh, you know, do the Grapefruit Cactus League, do the Universal DH, do the Automatic Strike Zone. Uh, no fans will be on on the stands. Mic up the players. Yes. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that you could do. You could try pitch clock. I hate the pitch clock. That's the one thing I do hate. Um, that's been instituted, but nobody, nobody really, I've yeah. never seen it being, uh, enforced. It's not enforced. Yeah. It's so, just out there. It's just out there. Um, what's funny too is like, okay, playing in Florida in the dead of summer. I mean, every day you're pretty much going to have some kind of mm-hmm. shower going on to say the least. So I, I assume these, these facilities have pretty good drainage systems. I mean, minor league teams play in these facilities every day so right. they find a way to make it work one way or the other it's not your rec softball league where if it, it gets a drop of rain you got to cancel for a week because the drainage system is crap so you how know, do you, you just do play that? all night game how do you schedule games, how do you schedule a minor league games that's the thing they, they might just have to scrap minor leagues all together just keep it at the maybe you do just keep it the Double A and Triple A, something like that. That's the thing. It's almost it's almost going to be impossible to pull that off. I feel. How do you how do you deal with trades? Because if I am in my organization and I have put in protocols and I know where Nate Lowe goes and I know where uh, Yiman Choi and Yanni Diaz, you know, do their shopping and they mm-hmm. actually or a team assistant does their shopping wearing a mask and they all know that these are the protocols to follow. Yada yada yada. Why am I going to do a trade with another organization where I don't know their protocols? I don't know if they're being enforced. And I don't know if that particular player is being strict enough with all the policies and following all those protocols to be safe in this time where one person 
could screw it up for the whole league. Why am I going to trade for a guy that I don't know? Who knows? Maybe I mean, MLB doesn't allow trades. That could be something that they. I don't think. I, I don't. Th- that's that's my point. I don't think yeah, there will be yeah. trades this this season. This season, throw everything on it because yeah. it's already going to be odd. Yeah, and with that, I guess too is if you're if you don't have really any minor league games going on, maybe there's some sort of instruction or private instruction that some of these players could get. Like you would really have to make sure because who knows that that single A player if he's not. Play, if he has nothing to work for, he could mm-hmm. he could just sit, sit on his couch and be getting fat and happy. And, and that's where you'd really have to look at the intangibles and character and work ethic of a player before deciding whether to acquire them. And the, the injury history, too, because I feel like this is also a year where injuries are really going to pile up if you're going to have a two-week spring training. And, and that I guess, may not be uh, yeah. you know, awful for this year, Kevo, but... What about 2021? They get hurt this year. Nothing happens. They don't get it looked at or they don't really right. do their therapy because, you know, again, be captioned the happy and all that. Then 2021 comes around and, you, and the team is, you know, thinking, well, this could be a, a good weapon for, for, for us this year. And it turns out that they are ineligible. They, they yeah. can't play. It's, it's going to, this year is going to show a lot of people, um, show a lot of determination, show their work ethic. And their mental health preparedness. It, this is going to be a tough year for for a lot of players. I'm just saying they they better have if if players are sitting in the stands in the Florida heat instead of the dugout, they need to have some high powered air conditioning systems, some sprinkler. <laughs> si- I mean, you got to you got some fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not fans as in people, but literal no. fans. Yeah, literal fans. Yes, <laughs> some, some like jet level fans that just like just spinning, twirling around, twirling around oh, yeah. at, at hundreds of miles an hour. But hey, I'm intrigued by the idea, and honestly, anything to me, I'm selfish, and I think players are are kind of getting antsy to get back. That just let's let's get some kind of action, some kind of games on TV, and, and get things going if if health allows for it. Yeah. Um, and you can do it in, in a safe manner if you can have players wear masks and do all those sorts of things. I mean, the, the product could be it could be an interesting product this year. You could have in the Florida Heat, the Arizona Heat could have a lot of home runs. You could have hitters yeah. ahead of the pitchers as far as, you know, pitchers. You could just, also, hey, you, if you're just, hey, we only get a two week spring train. It's hard to work on that third pitch. So, yeah. It could, so you you, yeah. you you could have an Amish baseball. Joel uh, Joel Sherman was saying this in his article in the Post. Uh, how no technology from first pitch to last pitch, no technology. You know because you know you're you're handling iPads, right. you're handling personal touch, tangible. So you know in in risk of you know transmitting something by touching it, don't touch the iPad, don't touch the all the monitors and all that. The, the you don't go to the computer and, and look at your last pitch or last at bat yeah. how how you struck out Amish baseball mm-hmm. basically go old timey and no technology that would be that would be interesting too and yeah. then maybe the, and, and and if the players are mic'd up they can say oh man I think that was a slide that he got me on and it would get the the people more engaged honestly I think the the mic'd up experience for yeah. for the fan at home would be. I mean, the best thing that MLB could do. Uh, this could really pop up MLB in in, in oh, the yeah. ratings and and get people really, you know, back into baseball. Oh yeah, I mean, N- NBA is showing horse game. They're they're doing horse game. I mean, that was that is absolutely terrible. At least right. with baseball, you're going to have 
a semblance of real baseball. In a yeah. sense, it's funny. You have more technology. You could have more technology and less technology in the sense of mic'd up players, robot umpires, right. but no more handling of the iPad unless you want to purchase every player and every coach and staff member an iPad, which, hey, that's a business expense right there. And you're not having a lot of income coming in if you're not having fans come from the mm-hmm. turnstile. So just putting it like that. So I'm sure this, this stuff will all definitely evolve. Who knows? There could be a third, fourth, fifth, tenth plan going forward or they could right. just say hey well, well we're gonna do the arizona play everything's on the table i think i think for sure. tony Larusa said it best why are we going to say that some that an idea is dumb right now throw all yeah. of the ideas in and let's see what happens why why yeah. are we gonna quit just because it sounds funky or yeah. whatever like, do it like man if, if, if oh, people nuts. are hung up about a universal dh you got there's bigger fish to fry if they figure yeah. that thing out like Okay, just just find your best your best hitter that's uh, on the bench or whatever. Triple, you can find a way to do it. I mean, if you're hung up that no, I don't want the game played. If there's going to be a universal DH, okay, then maybe yeah, you you just really are miserable miserable then and don't want to watch baseball. <laughs> Fine by you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah actually, I like, oh, actually, I have a shout out to to do. Okay. Uh, Doctor Matthew James Gray actually called this he he uh predicted quote unquote that this could be a plan to be uh used for the 2020 season was use the grapefruit league use the cactus league ask the national american league for this year and they have their own facilities and all that so i have to give him a shout out because he had a tweet earlier this month about how to proceed with baseball and this was it he called it good friend all for all the way from australia Yes, indeed. Maybe he's got Rob Manfred's email or phone number or something. <laughs> Maybe. Text, hey, this is an idea. Let's think about it. I like it. Yes. Very good on Dr. Matthew James Gray's part for sure. All right. Coming up next, we look at, we continue our best seasons in Ray's history series with the 2013 season. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12 pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're still eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates. Okay, Ulysses, looking at the 2013 season, seems so long ago. We were still in college then. Yeah, and a lot of names that popped up on the roster. I was like, wow, it's been that long since it's yeah. been – with the race, like David De Jesus, I'm like, wow, I thought he was like 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. uh, 2013, man. Will Myers, rookie of the year, man. What's Aww. crazy is, yeah, that Will Myers, his best year, his career year, if you will. I mean, as far as like OPS plus and some of the analytics, 
it was his rookie year with the Rays. Yeah. And then he started batting 220 and 230 and 240 when he went on. I mean, he's still got the power for sure, but... He's still got the money, that's for sure. that is for sure, yeah. It was funny because it all started in the offseason where James Shields was dealt, the Rays got back uh, Will Myers, of course, and Jake Odorizzi. My boy B.J. Upton signed a $75 million deal with the Atlanta Braves, so it was kind of like a little bit of a sting to uh, (laughs) that offseason leading into the 2013 season. Um, But just another – I mean, Davis is gone. Yeah, Wade Davis. He was in that Royals trade, trade, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Totally overlooked him. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, every year it seems like with the Rays, especially playoff years, just weird things, crazy things happen. And this was definitely a unique, kooky year in a lot of ways. Um, first off, you had they had to what beat Toronto on Game 162, the last day of the season, to get a sudden death game for yes. a, a, a Game 163 against the Texas Rangers. Finally, they get one over the Texas Rangers. Look at that. I was just about to say, how good did that feel? Because 2010, 2011, you get beaten by this team like we said last year uh last week on the, in the ALDS two times in a row like that that just stings you know yeah uh it's kind of like what the twins uh face every time in the postseason with the Yankees but mm-hmm. in 2013 the tiebreaker you win against the Rangers in Texas I mean yes you had beautiful. to fly all the way over there yes after winning that game 163 and David Price uh throws a complete game I mean come on 118 a, pitches amazing then you go to cleveland you take the wild card a cobber you know my, my boy Cobb, yeah fantastic uh yeah that, that was a great season and there, there were a lot of of highs not too many lows but i i'm gonna you know if you look at that rotation the the big six right there which was mm-hmm. price helixon hernandez by the way the the uh, Fausto Carmona, formerly uh, Fausto Carmona. Yeah, Roberto that's Hernandez. A, that's a guy that you look back and like, oh yeah, he did play for the Rays. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And you're like, why though? Uh, Matt Moore, Alex Cobb, and Chris Archer. So if you look at those six guys, can you tell me which one of those six guys—Price, Helixson, Hernandez, Moore, Cobb, and Archer—did not throw a complete game? Which one did not throw a complete game? Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Cobb. Incorrect. I'll give you one more shot. Mm, well, it can't be David Price. Uh, Hellickson? Correct. Jeremy yeah, Hellickson. He did, it wasn't a great year for Hellickson as far as the numbers are concerned. No, no, it wasn't. But Price threw four, and the rest of the guys threw one, and Archer did two. Man, Archer was on fire in 2013. That was a year where, okay, so you had, obviously, David Price, although we kind of knew, like, if he doesn't sign a contract extension, at some point it's going to be trade season for him. But, like, you still had, all these guys were 24, 25 years old. Archer, Cobb, Matt Moore, and then Jake Odorizzi got some action in there, too. So it was like, and then, of course, you had Hellickson. I mean, it was a down year for Hellickson, but you would expect, okay, he'll, he'll bounce back at some point. Like, Think about how good of a – like if that could have stayed intact, everybody stayed relatively oh, healthy. Man. 
There wouldn't have been a, a five, six year playoff playoff drought. That's for sure. Who knows? Maybe no. Joe Madden would still stay with the team. Who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, just the, the the factory that they had. I mean, Matt Moore, Cobb, and Archer. I mean, you had Otterizzi uh, uh, coming in. It was a great team, man. It was a great team. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know why Roberto Hernandez had to pitch so much. You know, he actually started twenty four games for the team. Um, you know what? They, Maybe because Alex Cobb didn't he have the concussion? He was hit by a line drive did. from Eric Hosmer, and he, he missed did. two months of the season. So maybe, so maybe that's, that's why. Yeah, but I know he started the season with the team, right? I, I believe Roberto Hernandez started the season. But yeah. I think, you know, up. you lose – look, you lose yeah. Shields. You, lo- you lose Wade Davis. I get the, the management thinking is like, right. hey, we need innings. This An guy can guy, provide innings. An older yeah. guy. Yes. So that was good. But the, the hitting was – Kind of odd as well because you you got a guy like James Loney as your first baseman and not really providing a lot of thump, but providing a lot of hits, man. Yeah, I mean he and he stayed healthy. 158 games, he slashed 299, 348 with a 430 slugging. That's an OPS light of 778. But he he was providing Gold Glove d- defense. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was it was a good team. It was a really good team. It was. It, it, I. I feel like, especially offensively, it wasn't full of a lot of star power, just a lot of contributors. Not a lot yes. of all star level types outside of Evan Longoria. Yeah. Because I don't. I. I think outside of. I mean, Longo had over thirty home runs, but after after that, nobody had more than. There was another guy who had at least twenty. There were a lot of guys who had twelve, thirteen, fifteen, eighteen, right. something like that. Like Kelly Kelly Johnson and Matt Joyce were next on deck. As far as home run leaders, how yeah. crazy is that? Yeah, Joyce had eighteen. Uh, Kelly Johnson had sixteen. So I mean, yeah, it was basically Longoria, and then um, just a lot of other dudes that were doing their part. Um, mm-hmm. What would, what do we always say? You know, the sum of the parts is, right. is greater than the individual. I think that's twenty thirteen completely, and Joe Madden was able to do that. But it was a fun year for sure. It you know again like twenty ten and twenty eleven. You thought that the team could do a little bit more than they did. Uh, Lobaton's walk-off home run at the Trap yeah. is one of the greatest playoff moments for the Rays, but it just felt like they could have done more. Yeah, and of course they lost to the Red Sox, who ended up winning the World Series. Um, and that was the whole year of the, the Boston bombing and everything like that, so it all kind of came full circle. Can I, I, I want to say this with the Rays. Can I consider – can I say they went through three rounds of the playoffs? Because – I know game 163 <laughs> isn't a playoff per se, but they had that, they had the wild card, and then they had the ALDS. It's a, it's mean, a sudden death yes. uh, you know, exercise, game isn't 162, it? 162 wasn't that sudden death in essence? I mean – Yeah. No, it, 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 it was a lot to take for a team, and that's why I think the wild card team now in this scenario has to go through a lot. And it sh- they should. That's why you win the division. You have to earn your, your good – position um for the playoffs but yeah i i wouldn't say no to to that uh kevo i think they had three different levels of uh oh my gosh are we going to be able to do it are right. we going to be out of, out of out of baseball and they weren't uh until boston a couple other notes on that season uh you also had the longest game in Rays history yes 
It wasn't it wasn't last year's game against the Twins, which was 14 innings or whatever. I don't even remember. It was Was it 18 innings, right? Well, the the Twins I, I meant last year. It wasn't as it was yeah. longer than last year's. Yes. Cuz it seemed like last year seemed so long, but yeah, 18 innings against the Baltimore Orioles. And I think the Rays only had like three or four hits, something like that. And then it was the Jesus who who walked that, it off from there. It was the Rays offense hours. from that from that time. <laughs> yeah. Over 7 hours. Oof. And, and 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 that's where I say, okay, uh, you get one extra inning and then you go into a home run derby or you start a <laughs> runner at second. Or my the the idea that I want to patent, which I think MLB should consider using this season if they do have a season, is the uh, the home team. You can you can pick do I want to have my best pitcher or my best position player go up to bat? And then it's it's a one off between that your team's pitcher or batter and the other teams. And if the, the batter gets on base, that team wins. The batter doesn't, then the the team that had the pitcher wins. Okay. We've talked about this before. So We've I talked about it. I, 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 I feel good about it in certain aspects, but it just seems like uh, you hey, could uh, – You could try it out this year. This is such yeah. a funky year that this might might be the time to do it. You, you know, it's, um, it was very difficult that 2013 season um, for me personally because – I went to study abroad, as you know, mm-hmm. and those final days of race baseball, I had to see them from Europe. What was the so, time zone there? It was like plus six hours. So, I mean, a game that started at 7 p.m., for example, I had to watch at 1 a.m. Were you watching them live or you were recording them? I was watching them live, man. And, and, and the games, if they, you know, they started at 1 a.m., they would run until like maybe 4, 4.30, and I had to get up for, for class uh, wow. at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but I was doing them, man. And it sucked having to, to, to watch a defeat. But, oh, you better know that I was awake for that Lobaton home run at uh, whatever time that was. And, oh, yeah. And I celebrated in my in my bed, uh, you know, real quietly to not wake up the, the neighbors, but it was exciting. There we go. And, and you, you just had like MLB TV and just all, I mean, you're just overseas. You just need an internet connection right. and you can log in as if you're, I mean, yeah. you don't have to have some kind of, it's still in English. No blackouts. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No blackouts. Well, that makes it better too. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. blackouts. How about that? Uh, very good. Yeah. Um, a couple other things you had, the Rays played a game in May in Kansas City and it got postponed because there was snow. Snow in Kansas City in May. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, you had Mariano Rivera was honored in his last home game at Yankee Stadium. The Rays were playing there. So the wow. Rays have, have been on the interesting end of some Yankees moments like, like Derek Peters, 3,000 pit and Mariano Rivera, things like that. Man, oh, man. That's what happens when you're uh, division rivals. Like, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to know that this year with the Yankees, maybe. Yeah, they're going to find that out. Man, <laughs> Pitts- you know, Pittsburgh, would I say they'd win less than 60 games? Yeah, I'm going to hold to that. I might even okay. say less than 55. Who wins more oh, games? The, they get to who play wins the more Tigers, games? So. The Tigers or the, or the Pittsburgh Pirates? Regardless of, of, of the division, if they're in the Yankees or not, like – if the 2020 season is is played, who's going to win more games? The I'll Tigers the or the Pirates? I'll say the Pirates, barely. Okay. I mean, the Tigers, come on. Yeah, the Tigers are a rough watch. Very good. Oh, man. 
God. All right. <laughs> I think that's it. I, I think we've covered the 2013 season. Yes. We've covered uh, Grapefruit League and, and what that could entail. Uh, on Wednesday's show, I guess we'll have to talk about the 2019 season. That's the last playoff appearance. That's right. And then Friday, we're just going to have to talk about other 90 win seasons for the race. Well, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure that, you know, um, MLB will have fixed all this problem by Friday and we will be talking about having baseball back. Yes, they'll they'll be working overtime, getting it done. Trust Rob. All my trust is in uh, Rob Manfred. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, (laughs) Yes. All right. There we go. That that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.